good morning, Resonate Church family. Welcome to Church Online. We've always wanted to come to your houses, and here we are, like, able to come into so many houses in this moment. It's great to see everybody. Come on. Well, one of my favorite parts of church is the embrace of being together, being able to look you in the eye, yeah. hug you on the neck. But come on, how many of you are thankful that even when we've got restrictions on how we can meet, we still find a way to meet together yeah, online, and we're just so thankful. Shane and I are so thankful for you, Resonate Church. We love you, and we're so glad that you've joined us this morning. And our prayer over this next hour right. is that we would just create an opportunity to feel the embrace of the Holy Spirit, yeah. to feel the Holy Spirit meeting us right where you're at in whatever room you find yourself in all across our city. Well, maybe you're watching, and we actually were watching the numbers on YouTube online already, kind of having a joke that when we usually start a service, there's like five people in the room, and it blows up by the time the service is over. But we had more people at the start of a service than we've ever had, and we're so glad to see everybody. Maybe you're actually joining us, but you've never been to Resonate Church before because uh, you got sent a link somehow, or a friend told you to log in because you're doing some social distancing, and you're at home, and you need some hope today. And, and I want to say what I would say to you if you were at church today, which is that we're glad that you're here, at least in this online format. We're so glad you're here. And for three years as we've run Resonate Church, it's always been our desire to build a church for people that, that weren't yet in the room and that felt like they were on the outside of a church experience or on the outside of a God experience. And so if that's where you're at today, man, I'm so glad that you've chosen to be here. I want you to know that, that we've been thinking about you. We've been praying for you. In fact, on the other side of this Resonate headquarters wall, we've even got a, a group of people that are praying for you right now. Uh, and thanks for showing up online today. We are beginning a new message series. And this is one that we planned for six months. We had this one booked a long time ago, because this is the buildup to Easter. I mean, we were thinking, you know, get a thousand of your friends and families. We're going to be at uh, Howard Rock Casino on Easter in five weeks, which of course, you know, we now know that we're not going to be there. Um, the, we are building up towards this, that bumper video that you saw to lead us in. We created that with Easter in mind. There's like Easter posters in it. And we now there's been a, no, there's been like a, a change in plans. But how cool is this that, that, we would drop a series today with the title that there is hope. Because even over like the last 48 hours, I mean, it's just changed so fast. It's gone from, you know, it's everything's pretty normal and, uh, and the grocery stores are pretty normal. And all of a sudden, like, it's just, it's a different reality that we're in. And we don't even necessarily know where it's going. And so we need a moment of hope in the presence of God. And so we're going to actually, we've split this message into two. And, and we've really been just constantly uh, in our house, thinking on one verse of scripture. And so the first part of this message is all about that verse. Three things that God wants to give you when the world flips upside down. Yeah. And then we're going to take a moment and worship together with our team that's here. They're going to help us worship right in the middle of the message. And then I'll come back and do the second half of the message, which is um, what does God want to do through you? when the world flips upside down. Before we dive in, I want to say, if you're going to take a selfie today and post it, be sure to tag us, because I think it would be really cool to see what church online looks like for you today. Uh, you could do, like, I don't know if you're watching in, in your living room, if you got kids running around you. I don't know what the experience looks like. So yeah, take a selfie, post it for us, let us see what it looks like. And I also think that that would let someone in your world know that there's a church that I think I should probably check out. And I could actually check them out from the comfort of my own home today. So good. Well, I'm going to pray. And I really just ask God to, 
to speak to our hearts. God, I'm thankful for all of us that are um, in this kind of online room today, and we're together, and we're not going to be, we're separated by some distance and some space, but our hearts are coming together in this moment because we need family, and we need one another, and we need a word from you. And so, God, I pray, Lord, like I just, I I pray, Lord, this, this embrace of the Holy Spirit would come to every one of our hearts today as we pursue you through your word and in time of worship. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to read from Scripture, from Romans 15, verse 13, and it says, Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. And Paul's writing to the church in Rome here, and he's talking about three attributes that God wants to deposit into our lives, joy, peace, and hope. I think three things we could probably all use a whole lot more of right now. And I know the Holy Spirit is right where you are right now, wherever you're watching, and he's wanting to pastor you. He's wanting you to know that God wants to give you more of his joy. He wants to give you more of his peace. He wants to give you more of his hope. Joy in the Bible is one of the defining aspects of those who get close to God, that even when their world flips upside down, somehow their hearts are still able to be filled with joy. And I know that that's exactly what God wants to do in our hearts today, not waiting until things get better, the situation changes. No, God wants to give us joy today in this moment, in this season. Amen. Are you with me? So good. Let's open our hearts today, this season, to just receive the joy that God wants to deposit into our lives because your Disney trip got canceled. And so instead of waiting in Disney lines, you're waiting in Superstore to buy more toilet paper. Come on, if you need us, Shane and I are are happy to just uh, join you on FaceTime for a little at-home Disney dance party. Our kids would actually love that. We see you, Raffer family. We see you, Palak family. And your canceled Disney trip, God wants to give you joy today. And come on, even when our trip plans are canceled, even when large gatherings all around us have been canceled, the gospel has not been canceled. Mm -hmm. The hope of Jesus has not been canceled. Jesus is alive and well, and he wants to deposit his joy into our hearts this morning and in this season. Mm -hmm. I received a text earlier this week from someone who's been attending Resonate over the last couple of years, and God's been doing a work in our heart, and I just thought it was um, appropriate to share because I think she shared some of the sentences sentiment that we can all identify with right now. And she said, oh, it's just so somber out there. I feel the weight of it all. I don't even know what to do. And so I went out into the woods and I just prayed. I just went and talked to God. And I think that's the kind of moments that Paul's talking about here in scripture, that God wants to deposit his joy into our lives. And it's the everyday moments of our lives. Yeah, that's really good, babe. And I think that uh, there's pushback, though, in our hearts, right, to that idea of joy, especially in this cultural moment that we find ourselves living in. Like, how could you be talking about joy? Um, and we want you to know it's okay to feel other things. It's okay to actually feel the uh, fear and, and uncertainty. That's all right. Mm-hmm. 
It's just that we're not going to linger and live in that space alone. And joy is not some counter reality. Joy is not some fake it till you make it reality. It, here's, the, here's what I believe that, that Paul is really wanting us to get from this text. When the world flips upside down, why do we need joy? Joy isn't an escape from reality. Joy is the thing that enables you to walk through yeah, this kind of reality. So yeah. it, it's actually uh, God's joy that is our strength in the weak moments. You know, God's strength is not just joy when we're feeling good. It's joy when we need some help. It's joy in the darkest moments of our lives. It's joy when we're saying it's so somber. So here's my question for you, church online, resonate family online. Here's my question. Can you meditate? And I've been like, I've been needing to meditate on God's word more than ever before in my whole life. Like seriously, I've made this commitment that I am going to think on as much or more of God's word as I am about what's going on. So I'm not saying you ignore what's going on. You can watch CNN, CNBC, or whatever, like, you know, online. You can scroll CBC. You can do all those things. But the commitment I've made is for every moment I take doing that, I'm going to take a moment meditating on this thought. God's got some, some joy for you. For every moment I'm checking out the latest news on COVID-19, I'm going to take another moment, at least as long as that, and think, God, what would it look like to get into your presence and receive your joy in this moment? Social distancing does not make me happy on the inside. So I got to find a way to get into the presence of God and receive some joy in, in my life. And so uh, meditate on this thought today and this week. That in the presence of God, there's actually joy for you. So joy is the first of the three attributes we see that Paul talks about in this text. The, the second one is actually peace. Peace is going to define us as Jesus followers. And again, maybe you're not a Jesus follower. You're tuning in and watching this and you're like, man, joy and peace in the midst of this. I, I believe these are the defining characteristics yeah. Yeah. of those of us who are apprenticing after the life of Jesus and saying, I want to be more like that. Peace. This week we had... Our oldest daughter, Avia, she had her tonsils removed. And it's like, at some point, we're going to have to start giving her $5 every time we talk about her in a message because, like, everyone in her world knows what she's just gone through that week. And she's like, I didn't tell you my tonsils came. Oh, no, she did ask us this week. Hey, Mommy and Daddy, did you tell the whole church that I was getting my tonsils removed? <laughs> wow. She wanted some airtime. Yeah, exactly. So, Av, shout out. If you're watching this, uh, baby girl, um, all hyped up on Tylenol. We love you. Mommy and Daddy will be home uh, in a a little bit. Hey, so, so she went to get the tonsils out and she's in the operating room and, and we're sitting outside. And, and then we heard from the recovery room, some cries come from that room. And the nurse came and said, Hey mommy, I need you to come with me. And, and I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. She wanted daddy after this uh, uh, surgery. And, and we actually asked her before the surgery, we're like, who do you want to come to you after the surgery? And she kind of looked at us like, don't make me do this. You know what I mean? Like, and so she started, she was like this between us, like waving her finger back and forth. I think it was like a little bit of mental eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And, and she settled on daddy. What's up? You know what I'm saying? A little daddy power. And I actually think I just ended up on mo, but whatever. I felt really good in the moment. And so there she is. She's, she's, she's now crying and I hear the cries and I'm, I'm racing with this nurse towards a hospital bed where I feel like my daughter's been crying a little bit too long. I'm like, I got to get there. And so I pretty much ran to the bed and hurdled. I think the nurses saw me coming and just like lowered the bar on the one side of the bed because I was, I was hurdling the side of the bed to jump in beside her and wrap my arms around her. And, 
And I grabbed her, and the moment I grabbed her, she stopped crying. And I just, I could still hear her heart just pounding, and, and so I just embraced her until her heart rate settled down, and then I, I looked at her and I said, honey, what was it? Are you in pain or were you scared? And uh, she looked at me and she said, daddy, I was scared. And I think that's a picture of the cultural moment that we're living in right now. I think that for a lot of us, there is pain, uh, particularly worldwide. Uh, right now, there's people in legitimate, real, heartfelt pain. But for most of us, at least in Canada right now, the thing that we're feeling is scared. Yeah. And I believe that God wanted to invade your living room today with a message that, come on, he's a father. Yeah. And that if you will allow him to, he will come alongside you in this. He will embrace you in this. You can be pastored by God the Father and the Holy Spirit wants to bring you close. And come on, so right now in this moment, whether your kids are running around you, making all kinds of noise, you're having a hard time listening, or I know some of y'all are like, you're like, you're unloading your dishwasher right now. Like you're thinking multitasking, come on. Maybe you are in a moment that's quiet, but here's, here's what I want us to do. I want you to pause and just yeah. lean into this thought that the embrace of God brings peace. And we're talking today about what God does when our world flips upside down and what do we do when the world flips upside down. And, and the final of the three attributes that Paul's talking about here in the scripture is hope. Paul gives us a roadmap to discover hope because he says, may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with his super abundance until you radiate with hope. And I think in a lot of people's minds, hope is something we do. It's like our wish, right? Our team was gathering this week at headquarters preparing for this live stream. And, and we found ourselves saying things like, I hope this works out. It's like a wish, right? We've never done this before. We don't know if this is going to work out, if we've missed any important details. So we're hoping, we're wishing that this all works out. And I think that's so often how we approach hope in our lives as a wish. But that's not what the Bible is talking about here. Hope is not our best wish. Hope is not, well, I hope my marriage works out, or I hope the stock market rebounds, or I hope Superstore stocks up on more toilet paper, although that would be a great thing. But hope is not a wish. Hope is something that we receive in a moment with Jesus. And listen to what the Bible says one more time. Paul's saying, may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life until you radiate with hope. And I love this because the roadmap to hope is actually a roadmap to God's presence. That as we spend time in the presence of Jesus, he floods our hearts with hope. Because we can't manufacture hope. We can't make it up. Hope is something we receive from Jesus. And that's why we worship, because as we begin to declare who God is, we get it in our spirits. We remind ourselves that only Jesus can set our hearts free. Only Jesus can give us peace, and hope begins to rise in our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so three things God wants to give you when the world flips. Joy, peace, and hope. In a moment, we're going to come back on the other side of a time of worship, and we're going to talk about what God wants to do through you when the world flips. But right now, this is a moment where God wants to do something in you. Yeah. And so let me pray as we prepare to worship together. God, I thank you for this moment together as a church family and those joining us online. 
that we can press into a moment wherever we are. We think of the scattering of the early church in the midst of persecution and how that was the thing that caused your word to spread throughout the earth. And, and so here we are, we're scattered, we're in different rooms, but we have this ability to reach and to influence people through maybe online mediums that we've not used before. And I'm thankful that you're gonna do great things. But before we can get there, before we can be ready to be a light in the darkest hour that we have truly faced in our lives, God, we need you in our lives. God, I need you. Our church family needs you. That single mom watching right now, just feeling like, oh my goodness, now I really feel alone. She needs you. That person whose industry is, is so uncertain right now, they don't know if they're showing up to work on Monday. They need you, but they need, God, we need, all of us collectively need to be pulled out of the thoughts that are ruminating in our minds, that are getting our eyes off of you and to see a bigger, more eternal moment that the same God who made you, come on, he knew you'd be alive in this moment. He made you to walk through this moment and he is going to give us joy and peace and hope as we trust in him. But it's not something we can manufacture. It's something we receive in a moment with God. And so God, in this worship moment, would you flood our homes and our hearts with your presence in Jesus' name. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Come on, then through then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished, the end is written. Jesus Christ, my living home. Come on, we sing hallelujah. And hallelujah, praise the one who set me free. Hallelujah, death has lost its grip on me. You have broken every chain, this salvation in your name. Jesus Christ, my
thank you for this uh, opportunity to worship together and to actually find peace and hope in your presence. Oh God, I know that for some of us, there's like a barrier to receiving that and that's okay. We don't have to shame ourselves for that, but we're just going to keep coming back and, and trying to get beyond just the, the barriers of our own heart to find God some strength in our soul that comes from the Holy Spirit. God, I pray, Lord, that you would reach reach to our hearts today. Uh, God, may we feel the embrace of our Father in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, so good. You may be seated. I'm just playing. You're already, I don't know what you're doing. This is so good to, to just now get to the, the flip side of the message because here's the first part was what God wants to give you, but that's so wholly incomplete as a Jesus follower, right? Like we don't just live on what God wants to give us. We, we actually engage in what God wants to do through us as the family of God in these sorts of moments. And I believe, listen, in my lifetime that there's like there's never been a darker moment. And so this is a moment for the church to shine. The light of God shines bright in the darkness. And so we've got to take what God gives us in our hearts, the abundance of joy and peace and hope, and now we got to be able to turn and posture ourselves in the world in a way that it actually begins to impact the world around us. I think that perhaps this is the greatest opportunity of our lifetimes to impact the world around us. And so what does God want to do through us? It's really one big thought I want to give us today, and it's this. When, when the whole world flips and starts to think inward, as followers of Jesus— we flip and we start to think outward. Come on, because like we know that there's that moment where we start to think about ourselves and we're like, I got I to gotta race out and I got to get everything. And, and that's good. I'm all for preparedness. Like Rachel's a bit more chill than I am. I am the one that's like, let's go to a grocery store for the seventh time. You know, like I, that's like, come on, hands up, hoarders. You know it. Like, but here's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying about being unprepared. I'm actually saying of turning our hearts outward because we've got some joy and because we've got hope and we've got peace that we actually turn around and orient ourselves to impact the world around us. And I want to celebrate today, Resonate Family, that you this week were making a difference in people's lives in ways that you might not even know about because of your generosity in the past. We've already been able to make so many investments. Already we took uh, and, and were able to supply spring break food for 22 low-income families in the city. All of those families received two big boxes of food, plus another bag of food. Come on, Resonate, you're in somebody's home today. They don't even know who you are, but you're impacting our cities. And beyond that, we've, we, got, we were on the phone right away and through our serve teams and those, I just, I'm so thankful uh, for the ministry of those that just have such a compassion gift in our house uh, right away on the phone, uh, uh, talking to local organizations that are just right there in the midst of it. And we're gonna be partnering with the Share Society uh, 
this week in Coquitlam to actually be providing additional food for families that really do live with just maybe three days or less of, of supplies in their home. And we've already got our, shared, our, our uh, serve teams um, organizing around delivering food to families that have some mobility issues and, and that being an impact in this season. Come on, resonate. You're making a difference. Already making a difference. Why? Because we think outward. We don't think, we don't think inward. In 2 Kings, there's a story where there's a run on food. Don't, you know, I love it when in the Bible you, you can see these pictures of moments that we're living in, but moments that, that have been experienced before. So there's a run on food. Because what's happened is, is the nation of Israel, they're under attack. And come on, we feel that way today. It's different. It's not an opposing army, but we feel under attack. Uh, there's an opposing army on the other side of the wall, and they're keeping them trapped inside. Come on, somebody. This is a picture of us right now. And they're trapped inside, and so there's limited supplies of food, and they think, well, man, this is, this is not a good scene. God sends word that there's going to be a breakthrough, and there's going to be more than enough. Come on, somebody, you need that in your soul today. It's in this reality that four lepers decide that they're going to go for a walk, because they're like, we're in trouble anyways. We might as well go over and just walk over to the enemy's camp. And so here's what happens in the Bible in 2 Kings 7. Uh, it says this in verse 8. It says that these lepers, they, they go over to the enemy's camp and they find that the enemy's not even there. God's worked a miracle, like sent the enemy running and left their camp there. And so all their food and all their supplies are there. It says that these lepers went into a tent and they ate and they drank. Can't blame them. They carried off silver and gold and clothing. It was probably, you know, some sweet drip. And so they're like, this is so good. I can't wait to try this on when I get home. But then they realize, like, there's a problem here. I'm just thinking about me. I was made for more than this. And so they say to one another, come on, these are lepers that realize, come on, I was made for more than this. These are guys that have nothing that are saying, no, wait a minute, I got something now. In verse 9, it says that they have this realization, let us go and tell the king's household. They go from inward to outward. And the heart of God in this cultural moment for us as Jesus followers is that we don't live inward lives, we live outward lives. We don't run away from the world, we run towards the world. And again, I'm like, I am fully supportive of the social distancing that's going on right now. This is what we need to do. And so I'm not talking about running and having a gathering and anything. I'm talking about come on, FaceTime and, and text message. Like you don't even need to have resources to be thinking outwardly right now because you're like, oh, I don't even have anything. Come on, you can get on a text message because you know somebody that's in an industry that's been impacted and you could reach out to them with a text and say, hey, I know it's impacting days and I just wanted to ask you, how's your heart doing? Are you okay? Things going all right? How's it going? That's who we are, Resonate. We say it all the time. We're, we're not that. how's it going, church? We're the how is it going, church? You know, I think like would be really cool. And I'm looking at the, the band around me. If you're like, I just like the band is here. I feel like it's weird to not talk to an audience. Talk to the band right over here. 
Um, you know what I think would be really cool is if all the doctors and nurses in our world right now just got, just got a lot of text messages from us. Like, thank you so much for your care for people and for being the front lines in today's battle. And I just want you to know I'm praying for you. I'm thankful for you. I'm ordering you skip the dishes. I'm going to drop off a scented candle on your doorstep. Come on, like what can I do to help you and to be outward thinking in this reality? Because when the world flips, as followers of Jesus, we don't run away from one another, we run to one another. Just like, you know, on Instagram and YouTube Live, we run to one another. One more picture that I think is, is a good view of what happens when the world flips is from the book of Esther in the Bible. Esther's reality, again, is just so similar to the moment we're in. The Jews are, are living in the Persian Empire. They're, they're formed as a plot against them. And what sort of stands out in this story as being very similar is that this happened overnight. Like it wasn't something that built up. It was something that they just all of a sudden in a moment, there's a plot against them. And so the queen is a, a Jewish girl named Esther and her adopted father Mordecai discovers the plot. And he, he gets a message to Esther and he says to her, like, you've got a part to play in this because you've got access to the king. There's a way to stop this assault on our people. And he tells her, come on, Esther, you got to do something. And when she hears this, she responds with fear. In verse 11 of Esther 4, she, she sends this message back to her adopted father. Like, Dad, like, I don't think so. Because when you, you look at it, all the king's servants and all the people of the king's provinces, listen, everybody knows that what you're suggesting I do is a bad idea right now. Everybody knows that thinking beyond myself in this moment is a bad idea right now. I should only think about me. And Mordecai hears this and he can tell she's gripped with fear and he sends back this reply. And I want this one, as, as a follower of Jesus, I want this to soak into our hearts today. He says to her, who knows whether or not you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. When God made you, he knew you would be alive on March 15th. 2020. He knew your heart would be gripped with uncertainty. And when you stand before God, one of the defining moments of your life is what did you do in this season? How did you look at people? How did you look at your neighbor? How did you look through the Zoom conferencing you're going to do for work? How, what was your countenance? next week. I want to pray for you across all the rooms that you're in. I want to invite God's presence into, into this moment. There's nothing spooky or weird about this moment. Like you're just, you're in the middle of multitasking. But this is a moment where I believe God wants to put somebody and something on your heart that you could do today. And so God, we orient our thinking, not inward, but outward. And it's because we see the cross and we remind ourselves that I'm not just living for me. God, give us strength to endure this moment. We're gonna need one another. I pray God that you would flood our homes with peace and hope and joy so that we can be an outward-focused people when the world needs hope more than ever.
And so God, in this moment, Holy Spirit, would you come? And would you put someone on our heart? I send that text. I'm going to make that call. I'm going to meet that need. In Jesus' name. I'm going to invite you to just have your eyes closed for a moment because maybe you're watching this and, and what you need is not the addition of a, a moment in God's presence. You actually need God in your life. Like, you've known about God and you've done life believing there is a God, but you've never actually made the decision to put him first in your life. And this is that moment, right? I remember when I was working on cruise ships, I was 19 years old. I was working on a cruise ship that caught fire. And I had some friends that I had been trying to tell that they needed God in their life, but I'd been doing it in the most subtle ways, like, you know, reading my Bible when they were around. All of a sudden, the ship is on fire and we're in 30-foot seas in the middle of a tropical storm. And I'm like, if they drop these lifeboats and we don't make it, I don't know. And so the guitar player that was my roommate was a guy named Dan. And I grabbed him. I said, Dan, you need Jesus. It's your moment, Dan. In some ways, I'm reaching through the camera today to Dan. And I'm saying, come on, this is your moment. Like, you've put this off for a long time, but now's the time. This is your moment. Put God first in your life. If that's you, would you just pray this with me? You don't have to say it out loud. Like, this is, this is just, this is your heart. Just say this with me. Say, dear Jesus, I give you my life today. And I choose to put you first. Because I believe you loved me and died and rose again so I could be forgiven and free and live a wholly different life when the world flips. Come into my heart. Change my life. I surrender to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, uh, normally we would get you to do something in our services, like pick up a card and fill it out. Here's what I want you to do. DM us on Insta. Come on, somebody. Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know I made that decision today. Send us an email to connect at weareresonate.ca. Just tell us that you made that decision. And the reason I would ask you to do that is that I just think this is a really important season to walk some next steps out with you. So all we're going to do is send you an email to let you know what some next steps would look like just so that you actually have a connected place to go for the next step in your journey. Well, before we go into this next time of worship together, I'm so excited. We got the band here at headquarters to help lead us. Before we do that, let's check out a message from Pastor Troy. Good morning, Resonate Church. Couple quick reminders for you is that if you've got kids, we have got resources for you to do with them on a Sunday morning. If you go to weareresonate.ca and click on the Our Kids link, there's a lot of resources and fun activities for you to go do with your kids on a Sunday morning. We also just want to say thank you again so much, church, for your generosity. Pastor Shane's already mentioned it, but your giving is making a difference. And even though we're not meeting together in person, your giving is making a huge difference to reach people in our city, in our nation, and around the world. So thank you, church, for your generosity. You can head to our website again at weareresonate.ca to give. Let's lean in this morning. We've seen what you can do, oh God of wonders. You 
God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will crumble. I hear the chains hit the ground. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yeah. 
Come on, we're going to celebrate one last time. Come on, wherever you're at, we're in your living room, in your bedroom, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to, there's hope this morning. So come on, put your hands together, high five someone, get excited. We're going to sing this out.
you for the opportunity to be together today online. And I pray, God, that your Holy Spirit would go with each one of us into the rooms and environments that we will be in this week. Thank you, God, for, the, for this week and this moment that we're living in, in your presence. We pray this in Jesus' name. What's up, Resonate family? One more time. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you got to hit us up there. That's a great way to stay in touch with what's going on. We got some more stuff coming your way this week. Announcements. It's likely we're doing church online like this for a bit. So let's find the ways to stay connected and involved. Our small groups are still running. A lot of them will be meeting online in Zoom conference rooms. And so you can always go to our website, weareresonate.ca, and log on there to find a group that you might be able to just log into from your own room, but find some community because church in a building is canceled, but church isn't canceled. Come on, somebody. Let's keep going. Come on. Church is you. We love you, Resonate. I hope you have an amazing week. God bless you. We love you. And we will see you on YouTube Live next Sunday.